Hey everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly public relations podcast and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter, and me, Courtney Fogel. Grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, today I have an alumna of Grand Valley here with me, our Advertising and Public Relations program. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I am Taylor Fleck. I am a GVSU Ad and PR program alum, as she said, and also a former PRSSA member. And I'm currently the project. What time? Did, what year did you graduate? I graduated December of 2017. Um, so I've been adulting for a little over a year now. Cool. So, um, where did you intern? So, um, throughout my college career, I had a couple internships. My first was at a nonprofit called ACT, mm-hmm. and they basically work on doing um, art and music therapy for people with disabilities. So, I worked a lot with their programming, with their writing, their social media, writing grants. Um, and then from there, I interned at two different public relations agencies in Grand Rapids. My first was with Truscott Rossman, and my second was with Seabirth PR. Okay. And then after that, after like you graduated, where did you work? So I started working at a PR agency, and then um, after being there for about a year, I transitioned over to my current role at Artful Attention, and I've been here for a little over seven months. Awesome. Um, do you think your journey like at Grand Valley helped prepare you for your future career? Absolutely. I know that professors will drill this into your head a million times, but being involved as much as you can is honestly the best way to be prepared. I mean, excelling and understanding in um, classwork and projects is mm-hmm. one thing. But really getting that out of the classroom experience is the best way to prepare you for real world situations that you might not be prepared Mm -hmm. for if you just stick to the classroom. So in this episode, we're going to kind of talk about being flexible and how to, I guess, how to transition from school to career. Um, Why do you think it's important to be able to roll with whatever happens Mm -hmm. in your career? Yeah, so I think it's super important to realize that when you are working in the PR field or any communications field for that matter, you can't really be prepared for what a regular day of work will look like, right? So your career may be going completely fine, stable, your job's great one day, and then you wake up the next day and there's a whole new set of obstacles that have been placed in front of you. So being able to roll with the punches and embrace change is something that's going to really help you out as you transition from student to adult life and Mm -hmm. just day-to-day work life in general. How can you avoid getting discouraged um, if you don't get like the job that you dreamt of your whole life? Hmm. Okay, so in school, I was honestly kind of envious of the people who were like, okay, I'm going to graduate, I'm moving to New York City, and I'm working at this firm, I'm living here, this is the role I want, because I never really thought like that, and it's not because I wasn't goal-oriented, it's just because I didn't have a certain super specific end goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still very green in my career, but one thing I've learned is that you're going to fail, and you're going to get <laughs> discouraged. Um Professors are going to tell you it's going to happen, and you're going to think it's not because, you know, you're getting your degree and you're awesome and you know everything. 
and then it's going to happen and it's okay to be discouraged and have your moments whether that be like not getting an internship um, not feeling like you're going in the right direction failing a class so I think it's important to really predetermine how you're going to handle those moments and figure out how you can grow from them. Mm-hmm. Um, as cheesy as it sounds, there is a reason, like everything happens for a reason. And so you have to take that discouragement and propel yourself forward towards where you want to be rather than just marinating in what you did wrong. Right. Yeah. So mental health kind of plays a role in all of that. Um how did you personally balance your mental health like with the transition from student to adult? Yeah, so I am all too familiar with the struggles of mental health. That could probably be a whole separate podcast, but I think the best way to maybe give advice on this is to kind of talk a little bit about my own experience. So as humans, we're all very visual, and since mental health is something that's you know, you can't see it. Um, for a lot of people, it's really hard to validate or understand. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, when I was in school and growing up, I didn't understand it either. I used to just think, oh, people who are depressed are sad. Like, slap on a face mask, go for a walk, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then it happened to me. And I think when you're going through school, you're so busy, you're go, go, go. You don't have time to kind of step back and look at what's going on with your personal life. Yeah. Um, So I was actually in the middle of an internship in Grand Rapids with a PR firm, and my mental health personally got so bad that I knew I needed to do something about it. So I decided, and my parents decided, I'm going to the hospital, I'm going to stay, I'm going to take care of what I have to take care of, but I was absolutely mortified because that meant having to take time off of work at this internship that I worked so hard to get, and Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, they're going to fire me, like nobody wants a quote-unquote crazy person, which you are not crazy if you have mental issues, but that's what I thought. Um, My career's over before it even started, but I went and got the help I needed to get, and I emailed my boss, and I said, hey, I'm going to be gone this week. Here's why, and then I was like, I'll deal with the consequences when I get back, Mm -hmm. so I was gone for a week, got the help I needed, um, and I came back and I was just shaking. Like I walked into the office and I was like, okay, here it goes. My boss is going to fire me. I'm going to embrace that. Um, but he sat me down and he just looked at me and he said, Taylor, I hired you because I know what you're capable of. Welcome back. And that was it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I sat there with shock just because, and I remember the exact words he said to me to this day because before that I thought, you know, it's over. I'm mm-hmm. a failure. I can't move forward. And I've kind of now just had this attitude of, yeah, I have depression, I have anxiety, but I'm over here kicking ass and that's the end of it. (laughs) So that's good. That's good. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Definitely. Um, So what about when you were like, when you're in work currently Mm -hmm. and like life is happening and you have to do adult things and all of that, how do you balance? Like, are there any tips that you have for just staying on track and healthy? Yeah, so when it comes to balancing your health and any illnesses, it's important to know that um, the illnesses or health issues that you may have don't define the type of student or worker you are, Mm -hmm. but your ability to know when to help yourself defines the kind of person you are. That's really nice. Thank you. So I think some of the biggest tips for me, um, it is all about balance and when you're in agency life or just um, 
you know, going into a new role, anything like that, it's going to be super busy. And there, you have to separate, okay, what is work stress? What have I been trained to handle crisis communications? And then what is my personal stress? Mm -hmm. And if you're feeling like that personal stress is starting to overwhelm you, you need to learn what is called a coping mechanism, which a counselor can help you with. Um, honestly, Google can help you. But <laughs> for me, it's journaling. Um, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of prompts online where you can just pick a subject every day. And every day when I wake up, I take time before I look at my phone and everything to um, take a writing prompt and just journal it out, kind of breathe, look at my day, and just take it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Those are good tips. Hmm. So let's transition into kind of finding a job. Um, in IMC, there's just kind of a blurred line of what the positions are. Why do you think that is? And how do you know, like, how do you know which position is good for you when there is such a blurred line? Yeah, so integrated marketing communications, it is the new frontier. Mm-hmm. It's basically whether you're going into ad communications, marketing, um, you're going into IMC and... The easiest way to kind of understand it is to step back and remember that as communications professionals, our end goal is to tell the story for the client. We are storytellers. Mm -hmm. So how you tell that story may differentiate over different channels. So a client may come to you and say, oh, we need PR help. And then you look at the situation and you realize, okay, no, like they really need help enhancing digital marketing or tracking analytics or some strategic messaging. And then it's kind of your job to adapt and take your skill set that you know you have and mold it into what the client needs. I think um, as students, I know this happened for me, when you're looking for an internship on the job board or your first job, you are looking for the title to include your major. So Mm -hmm. I would only look for internships that said public relations. And if it said marketing or something like that, I'd be like, oh, well, that's not my major. I don't know anything about that. But in reality, you have to make your skill sets transferable across all those avenues. And you need to just focus on looking more closely at what the actual job requirements. Like the position is. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times we hear marketing and we're like, nope. But then a lot of companies don't have a budget for public relations. Right. So then they have, like, a marketing position doing those things. Exactly. Um, A good example. So one of the main clients that I am the project coordinator for, we handle their month-to-month marketing initiatives. So technically our job description is marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but we start each month which, with going over the overarching theme for that month. And then as we break it down and go through all the different silos of internal materials, social materials, public relations materials, we kind of just take the skill sets that our team has and mm-hmm. filter it out like onto all those avenues. So while the client thinks, okay, yeah, this is our marketing team, Yes, technically we are, but we're doing everything for them. Mm-hmm. What have you learned um, working in an agency that you think you wouldn't have learned if you were working just in-house somewhere? Working in an agency, for me, is... I know agency is where I want to be. I feel like there's um, people who really like in-house because mm-hmm. you can focus on one thing and kind of dig deeper into it. But with agency, you have to be the subject matter expert for whatever client you have. So 
since we have such a wide variety of clients, um, you know, one part of the day I have to be the subject matter expert on agriculture and growing, and then, you know, two hours later I need to switch gears and be the expert on something completely different. So. Mm-hmm. Being in an agency definitely teaches you how to kind of swivel and constantly make sure you're paying attention to every client, and then also you're continuously learning, which is something that I really like. Okay. How does company culture play a role in looking for a good fit in your career? Company culture is really important. It's hard to find an exact you know best fit somewhere because diversity is what makes such a strong team Mm -hmm. Um, you want those different backgrounds and different views because that's what's going to benefit the client the most but I found that when you work in an environment where your coworkers and superiors not only respect you but trust your abilities and collaborate with you that creates a healthy proactive environment and I know, you know, we're coined the millennial generation, the Mm -hmm. me generation. Um, I'm always reading LinkedIn articles that are saying like, oh, millennials um, are fragile. They can't handle feedback. I see that all the time. (laughs) They're, you know, they say that we're quitting jobs because we can't handle the pressure. And that's, I don't think that's it at all. I mean, we've, we've grown up with so many changes and we've grown up watching our parents go through what we're going through right now. Mm So we just understand and kind of have baselines set for what we expect out of a company. And I mean, it's nothing crazy. You can't go in saying, I want five weeks paid vacation and I want to be able to work from, you know, my monthly vacations to Europe. Like that, you're Mm -hmm. you're an entry-level employee. But I think that it's really important to always have respect for yourself and work for companies that return that respect and consider you an asset to the team. Mm Mm-hmm. I worked in a position and I just felt very uncomfortable every day. And then, like, my current position at a different Mm -hmm. company, every time I leave, somebody tells me, thank you for everything you're doing. We appreciate you every single day. And then the other environment, I just felt awful leaving every day. And so it's like, it's just kind of the people that you're around and their way of business and just... It really makes a difference in how you feel about your job. It really does. I mean, right now, um, one of my bosses, Dan, he, no matter how busy we are, he, at some point in the day, will, even if it's just the littlest thing, like, Mm -hmm. hey, thanks for sending me that email, or hey, like, thank you for all your hard work, just, and it's, you know, some people may listen to this and think, that's the millennial attitude, they need the golden star for, like, every little accomplishment, but it's not. I think... It's common courtesy, and mm-hmm. there's there's so many benefits to just being kind. I think so, too. That's something that's so important, and I think that everyone can take a minute out of their day to do. Mm-hmm. We see movies of bosses that are being, like, <laughs> evil and mean. And, yeah, and it's like, that's, I think sometimes bosses that, I mean, maybe they have a lot of money, or maybe they're very successful, like, they still need to be humble and nice to those that are working for them so people don't quit jobs they quit bosses Mm -hmm. that is a line that I saw somewhere and it's just so true I mean without company culture you have nothing and I'm in a really unique position because um, at OFA you know we're fairly new Mm -hmm. so 
I've really gotten to see the hard work that Dan and Chris have put into building this company and they are constantly making sure that decisions that they make benefit the employees and that we have part in the direction that this company is going. Mm -hmm. And you know, once you know, bigger agencies, huge agencies, obviously the decision maker cannot get everybody's opinion on matters, mm -hmm. but just keeping everybody's well-being and career development in mind is something that's very easy to do. Yeah, that's nice. What exactly do you guys do at OFA? So we are a um, full-service firm, but we heavily work with um, creative design and marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. So we have a really talented design team that will do all the graphic work um, for all our marketing initiatives, um, whether it be someone coming in and just needing um, artwork for an event or someone needing a whole monthly setup in their um, office, whatever it may be. And then we also do um, quite a bit of social strategy and writing. So right now I'm working with a few clients, kind of helping them start over with their social okay, um, and helping them learn how they can integrate that into other channels. Yeah, cool. Let's wrap this up with this final question here. Okay. Um, what's one piece of advice that you wish you could tell your younger self? Oh my god. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll pick one. I think, I know everyone touches on this so much, but networking, you guys, you have to network. And when I heard that, I was like, alright, cool. So I would show up at all these networking events, um, WMPRSA and PRSSA host mm -hmm. them all the time, and I would just stand there and I'd be like, okay, I went to a networking event. But um, you need to make yourself present at these events, and I know a lot of times students kind of get a bit scared to approach people who are successful in their fields of work because we think, one, they're too busy, or two, they don't have time for me. But what I've come to understand, and which I think every student should understand, is that these professionals do want to make time for you because you are the next generation. Like, you are the people that they are going to be working with in five years, and they want to make sure that you are succeeding so that mm -hmm. you can help them and their companies. Yeah, so network, and actually network. Don't and just I go. mean get in there. <laughs> network it up. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Is, is there any, like, any other snippets of information you want to add to anything? You know what? No. Okay. I think we covered it all just, you know... Trust your gut, go for what you want, and mm -hmm. when failure happens, make the best of it. Yeah. Good closing lines. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at GV underscore PRSSA. And check out the show notes for this episode on GVPRSSA.com.